0: Welcome to Nintendo Main Episode seventeen. We are your hosts, myself Trey Johnson and
1: Hey what's up, it's Jeremy Mikowski.
0: Hey man, how's it going? It's going. How's the uh, how are the how are the monsters? The poke the pocket monsters. Are you playing that still?
1: I am, I just got my third badge.
0: Which uh which one is that? Is that the is that um which one's the third badge? <laughs> it's it's been a while since uh I've taken a it took a couple weeks since I've played it, but
1: it's the hardest one that I've had to get so far, the lightning badge.
0: Oh, the light, Lieutenant Surge, right? The military guy. Yeah. Yeah. So you have
1: to solve the puzzle just to get into the room to fight him, and then he really kicked my ass the first couple times before I realized I had to actually use the Pokemon that were strong against electric type.
0: Oh yeah, because you have Squirtle.
1: Were, yeah. So, so my water type was not the right one to be leading off the fight with.
0: Yeah, Squirtle can get fried by the uh, by the electric type Pokemon. So if you go in there with him, he'll get he'll get roasted pretty quick.
1: But I but I realized I had a sandshrew that I'd been throwing up front and, uh, and leveling up, but I wasn't really fighting with him. So he was at like level. Eh, I think he was like at level thirteen or fourteen. So he was at an okay level, uh, and he just kicked their ass.
0: Yeah, that's, because, that's the way uh, to do it.
1: The, yeah, the electric attacks weren't affecting him at all. So I ended up beating it with this Pokemon I never used, and then well, the only other reason I was using him was. I taught him cut so I could get to that guy in the first place. He was the only one on my party. I could teach it to without forgetting a move. So I taught him cut and lo, lo and behold, he actually ended up being the Pokemon that got me through that battle.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. He ended up being the savior. Yeah. The ground to the ground and rock types. I know are the ones that, uh, will save you from the lightning attacks. Um uh, the, uh, I don't know uh what is it? I think there's only like a couple moves that you have to do to move stuff in those game in that game in particular but like I know the last one the uh, omega omega ruby and uh, alpha sapphire it's gotten to the point where um where like you need like seven or eight different abilities to do different things like to cut or or like or like strength or whatever to move stuff so like I've gotten to the point where I have like one pokemon who just becomes like the HM guy or the TM guy or whatever and I'll just teach him like Cut and strength and move and whatever you know to help me get through the level, and I'll just you know he won't have any moves other than that.
1: Yeah, I've read that. Uh, I looked at a little bit of strategies, You know, as we as probably was apparent in the Pokemon episode, I'm kind of behind the times on Pokemon. But uh, yeah, I saw people calling them HM slaves. Uh, what the far there's like far fetched, which is hard to get a hold of. But you trade for them or you buy them, I can't remember. And uh, so I did, and. I just read, like, some people just use that Pokemon as an HM slave.
0: Oh, yeah. I think I used, uh, Slackoth for that, like, for the, for the Ruby one. Uh, yeah, cause he was just, cause he didn't really have any interesting moves, he's like a normal type, so I just gave him, like, all the, you know, all the HM moves. Cause, yeah. But it sucks, like, um I'm sure, I'm sure you know, like, uh, like once you teach him cut, like, he can't unlearn cut, like, you can't, you can't like uh replace anything by that which kind of blows so if you so, like I a, know that. so there's a move taken out yeah now you do so that's that's kind of a pain but at least you're uh getting getting farther into it i mean it's uh i forget how far I, I i think i got like maybe halfway through the badges and then i got then i got twilight princess so i got distracted and i haven't really played it since but but it's uh it's pretty cool are you are you still enjoying the uh the old uh the old timey black and white archaic uh, pokemon
1: i am man it's very charming and it was a great game I, I just went on a road trip with my family and uh brought my ds with me and it was nice i was glad to have that game that was that's a fun game to play in the car you can still talk to people you know interact with them while you play it it doesn't require a lot of attention i guess if you're just trying to grind or whatever
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, you're not going to, like, accidentally walk into a pit or something like that, you know, if you're not looking. Because it's pretty... Um... Did you follow any of... Uh, I forget what it was. There was, like, some sort of uh, thing online where, um, where like, a group of people played through Pokemon. Do you remember that? Where, like, oh, uh, they, uh... Twitch,
1: Twitch does Pokemon, or Twitch plays
0: Pokemon. Yeah, it was, like, Twitch play or something like that. I didn't see it, but I remember reading about it, where, like, I guess a bunch of people enter commands, and it'll pick a command at a certain time. So like, you know, they'll go left or right or whatever, but they did a whole, played through the whole game like that of the first one. And I, and they're saying like that, that's like one of the only games that would work like that because there's no actual game over, you know, there's like no way to like have to, you know, it'll just keep going unless you stop it. But I guess there were times where they, uh, where they released, you know, where they accidentally released Pokemon because somebody said hit the A button at whatever time when it said like no and they, you know, they lost some of them.
1: Yes, if I recall correctly, they, they uh, released, like, their starter Pokemon. Uh, they really, like, they ended up, at a certain point in the game, I don't know, they released a Pokemon that had the move they needed to proceed. So they had to, like, go back and catch another one and then figure out how to teach it that move. It was something along those lines where they needed a certain Pokemon to beat a trainer, and they didn't have it. Uh, but, yeah, I remember following that. You know, I followed it more in the sense that it was kind of an online. I don't know. It became like a really popular thing. So like lots of things were popping up where people were like, I don't know. There were little tiny memes and stuff that were being created based on like what had happened in the game because so many people were watching. So I I, I, I checked on a Twitch and watched it a few times. It was really boring to watch in real time, but they got they got all the way through it eventually.
0: Yeah, I would think that it would it wouldn't be really that exciting unless you were actually like had some input into it, you know, or you were actually one that was trying to get it to go a certain way, or, or I don't know. I just I just heard talk about it, like, for a podcast, but it sounded like an interesting thing. And I guess there were, like, stories written about, like, the one Pokemon that got away or, like, another event that happened in it.
1: Yeah, and they were talking about... Man, I, I would have to look back. I wish I'd brushed up on this, because I had totally forgotten about Twitch Plays Pokemon, but...
0: Yeah, I didn't even think they, about it until we were talking about it now, but...
1: They you know. like, certain objects were, like objects you worship based on the chat window. Like people were like giving like extra value to things just based on the odd ways they were being handled in the game <clears throat> and certain Pokemon. I don't know. They created little backstories for them. I think that uh, whoever the guy was, or I guess I should just say whoever the person was who like put in the last command that ended up, you know, being the last hit to the final boss or whatever that person ended up like showing up on a reddit. Because they had the same screen name as they did on Twitch. And they, like, did a little, like, uh, question and answer session, I think, on Reddit. Oh, wow. As the, you know, you know, they had a little bit of notoriety because they had submitted the last, the last input for the game.
0: Wow. I should, maybe we should play stuff like that. So we can, so we can get the, get the Nintendo main on the, uh, on the, on the charts, you know? <laughs> and be like, hey, uh, yeah, this is, a... Uh... I did this and listened to the podcast. I don't know. I, I did
1: play... Uh, I got a screenshot of it on... I believe I put it on my Instagram, and this would have been like a year ago. But uh, I did play... Uh, Twitch Plays Chrono Trigger. They did that a little later.
0: Oh, wow. That, yeah, that's that's like a much more complicated game to play. I guess, like, just because of... Yeah, because you can die easily in Chrono Trigger. But I guess it's like... Is there a game over screen that with, with that, or does it start over again? Like, the way, like... I think it does, right? Yeah, because because you have to go back to the saves if you if you die in Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Correct. Yeah.
1: But I believe I believe I mean I would need to check to make sure, but I think they ended up getting all the way through it. It took a while, but it happened. You can't release Chrono, you know, so that's good.
0: I don't know, like how would you? Yeah, how would you? I don't know how you would get the clone and, and all that. I mean, there's two. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see it. Played through, they could try to do a playthrough of like Earthbound because like there's no uh, if you get a game over on that it just automatically restarts I think which is you know makes sense because it's like the same developers as Pokemon
1: yeah and I guess it's also probably really hard to get people to comply with selecting continue when that screen pops up
0: yeah because there's gonna be that one guy that's gonna try to end it <laughs> you know or start
1: or- start new game.
0: Yeah, or something like, just, like, getting to the whole, like, loading it would be a difficulty, I'm sure. I heard, uh, on, on, on another podcast that I listened to, I heard, have you heard of, like, the, um, like, the ultimate, like, hardcore way to play Pokemon? Have you heard talk of that? Like, where, like, you can only, I think you can only, like, catch, like, certain, like, I I forget what it is. Like, uh, every time one of your Pokemon faints, you have to let them go. Like, you have to release them, so that's, like, permadeath. That you like put on yourself. Oh, okay. And okay. I think you, I think you can only carry, you can only carry as many Pokemon are in your party, so you can't like catch more and send them to the PC or whatever, like that's not allowed. It's kind of like rules that you have to do yourself to make the game more right. difficult. And I think it's like, you have to, what is it, you have to catch like the first Pokemon that you see in whatever area, and that's the only Pokemon you can catch from that area, I think is another rule of it. Wow. So it sounds, Sounds like not fun, but apparently some people like to play it like that to make it more difficult. I understand, like, some of the newer Pokemon games have become a little more easy, but those first ones are still pretty tough, I think. But, uh, yeah, I read that somebody was, uh, was doing that for the, for the, like, red and blue the second time around was doing, like, the hardcore version. And I guess, like, if you, like, if you're, all your Pokemon die, then that's game over and you have to start over again. That's the way it works. Like if they all wow. faint, then you have to let them go, and then you don't have any Pokemon. You can't catch anymore, so your game's over. So uh yeah, I don't. I don't think I'd want to get into that, but I guess it's another way that people play it as well. You know,
1: it would be kind of fun to do something like that, but I'd want to record it just be just to have like an extra reason why I'm doing it and to prove that I did it also. Like because that, those self-imposed rules could be really fun, but. Who knows that you did it beside yourself,
0: really? Well, yeah. I mean, if you're doing it, if you're doing it to like you know impress somebody or something like that, I think if people just do it just to challenge themselves in a different way, which I understand to a point, I guess. But if you're not going to have fun with the game, or that's not not the way you want to play it, I don't know. That's like, yeah, I'd, I would be like, I'd, I'm missing too many Pokemon. I just want to, I want to catch more. You know, is what I would think be thinking about it. But, uh, but yeah, if you wanted to, like, have the bragging rights of it, I guess you could tape it too, you know, be like, oh, here is, this is when I did this part, you know? But well, I, imagine I imagine
1: these, it, I say, I imagine these are the same folks that are, like, that have played through the game more times than they can count, and they just, they love the game so much, they just want to keep playing it over and over. Like, I think we talked about it before in the a long time ago about Castlevania Symphony of the Night, where people would beat that game with, you know, using the, uh, item duplication, uh, I can't remember what it's called. There's a name for it, but uh, it's that item where you can make any item infinite, and then just try to play through the game with just that item instead of using your weapons and stuff.
0: Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Where it'll just kind of fight on its own. You can just walk through, and it'll just play itself to a point. Yeah, like that type of thing. That people are just so crazy into it that they do it different ways. The um,
1: but I it's a mark of a good game when you can when people want to create extra challenges and keep playing it beyond what's in the programming
0: for it. Sure. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, if the game's good enough and you want to keep playing it in different ways, and that, yeah, that's that's totally... I wish I would have thought of stuff like that when I was younger, because I used to, like, I used to replay parts of games, like, over and over and over again. I should have been like, oh, this time I'll try to do it without hitting this button or whatever, you know. Because I remember I always used to play the bosses over and over again in, like, Super Mario 64 when I was in, like, high school. When i get home from school, I'd do that. I'd go like play the boss levels and do like the, the penguin race and stuff like that. Just trying could, to
1: best your own high score.
0: Yeah, no, I would just do it just because it was fun. I would just play it again, you know. But I guess I could have like thought of other ways to do it, <laughs> but I never really thought of that type of thing. I know I tried like when I, when I sped run through like Super Metroid in like an hour and a half, I tried to skip, I tried to find ways to like get to other parts with, without the items that I needed, you know. Using like wall jumps and stuff like that. That's kind yeah. of what you have to do to do uh, speed speedruns. on the. Uh, what I was going to say on the subject when you're talking about the guy who like made that final move on Pokemon and like got him got some sort of no- notoriety. I uh, I picked up a, I picked up Pokemon tournament uh, on Friday when it released, and uh, my online name is Nin- is Nintendo Main Trace. So you know if I if uh, if I get good or not good enough. Then you could see the name. I'll be advertising the podcast like online when I get beat by other people.
1: Get on, it, man. I played.
0: A, I played like three matches and I won one, so I have like a thirty-three percent win streak, or a thirty-three percent of you know of wins. But it was really close. Those two times I got beat, it was like there was like a very there's a sliver of uh, of health left that I. It was like so, yeah, like one more hit, I could have got it.
1: How is Pokemon tournament?
0: I think it's cool, I think it's real cool i mean it's uh it's different than any game that I've played. There's like similarities in uh in it to Tekken just like in like you know the throws are similar where you push like uh y and b as a throw, which i think is the same in Tekken and some of their moves work sort of the same way, but I feel like it feel i feel like it's different or it plays different i mean there's a three d mode in it in it, and Tekken doesn't really have a three d mode but uh, yeah, I had sort of a i had I had sort of a video game party over the weekend and had some people come over and play and it was re- it was really fun. I enjoyed it. The uh, local multiplayer is a little weird, like the way they have that set up is they kind of made some weird choices with that. But aside from that, I That's, like the combat and uh, the characters.
1: Isn't the local multiplayer one stipulation is that player one has to use the gamepad?
0: Yeah, but it's weirder than that. The um, yeah, you have to use the gamepad, but you also have to play off of the gamepad. Like, you can't play off the TV, which is really strange. So you get a different viewpoint on the gamepad screen that you have to play off. Otherwise, all your moves are backwards on the TV. Like, I don't mind having to use the um, gamepad, because I don't mind using the gamepad. I Like, when I was looking at this stuff, I'm like, oh, that's fine. We'll just have somebody use the gamepad. But um the weird way that it works is uh, it's like a flipped version. So, like, on the TV, it'll be behind, like, one character, and the three three D mode, and on the on the screen, on the gamepad screen, it'll be flipped. It'll be behind be behind whoever you're playing. So on the TV, all your moves are backwards. So you have to like play with your controller upside down, like what you're saying on the Donkey Kong one, pretty much to play it on the TV, which is kind of a bummer because the TV looks better than the gamepad. But whoever's first player has to play off the big has to play off the gamepad. So that I felt like that was a really really strange choice for mo- for local multiplayer.
1: That is strange. It also sounds a little bit like Star Fox where you have two different views. You have a third person view on the screen and then a first person view on the, or a first person view on the gamepad and third person on the TV.
0: Yeah, kind of. If you, uh, I watched a bunch of the invitational stuff Well, uh, on Thursday I watched, they had like this like three hour, four hour program where they had like a, you know, it's like a, a tournament and they had like a bunch of the, um, the famous, uh, fighting guys like, uh, you know, people that were in like the Nintendo World Championships and stuff like that. They did like a, they did like a thing where they, where they all played, uh, Pog and Tournament, like before the game came out. And uh, I noticed they were playing with separate Wii U's, like they had them on LAN. So they didn't have to do that. Which I didn't know what that was until I got the game, you know, about how it, how you had to play through the screen.
1: I did see that, uh, Nintendo was doing it because I have Twitch on my phone as an app, so. It lets me know when uh since I follow Nintendo it lets me know when they go live. So it told me they went live with a Pokin tournament. I wasn't able to watch it, but I saw that was happening.
0: Sure. No, I was just I just watched while I was doing other stuff, like because I was like cleaning up for the party and I just kind of put it on in the background and you know did other things and caught some of it you know whenever just I wanted to kind of get an idea of how it played and plus I was like you know, in anticipation of the game, so I just wanted to watch, like, you know, try to get an idea of what the combos are, like who's playing and, like, who's stronger and all that, like, character-wise.
1: I'm intrigued by the gamepad that you can get for it. It says it's regulation in that it has to be connected via USB, so it has to be a wired pad to be a regulation pad for that game. Interesting.
0: Yeah, apparently, um, the the what they, the, you know, the fighting community you know which is the reason the main reason that the um, GameCube adapter came out they say that you're like a couple frames behind on wireless and it has to be like wired to the system for it to be like 100% accurate you know so for that type of thing where you're playing professionally i guess that's that type of controller is demanded you know to be wired
1: i also think there may be stipulations or there may just be like requirements that your controller has to meet in order to use it in a tournament which i don't know if they let people bring their own controllers they probably don't but by saying it's regulation it's it fits the standards of what a professional esport player would be using for a tournament
0: yeah i don't think uh i don't think you can bring your own controllers but then again i don't know I don't I don't know how it works, but um, I would expect that they would provide them. But I've watched them. Uh, I mean, I've watched some of those, uh, you know, like Evo and stuff like that. I've watched like the uh, the Smash Brothers tournaments, and um, they're all using GameCube controllers wired with the with the uh, adapter, even for the Wii U one. So that's a thing; it has to be wired, I guess, to play. I did
1: see something online too. Another reason why I'm intrigued by that controller. All right, first off, I'm intrigued because. It's proprietary. It only works with that game, and that the it's programmed to where the Wii recognizes the Wii recognizes that controller when it's plugged in automatically. But uh, I'm also intrigued because I've seen that people have figured out how to use it as a USB controller on a computer.
0: Oh well, yeah, sure. I I, I see that. You know, well, most most controllers can work. Like I used my I used to use my GameCube controller as a, as a computer controller because you could buy because I bought it I just bought a GameCube USB adapter you know where you just plug the controller into USB and then it's good to go. So I could see it I could see it being used on the computer also.
1: I think someone had to come up with a, a, a hack a hacked driver or something along those lines to get it to work. but I mean people were people figured it out pretty quick. so that's kind of a fun extra thing you could do with something if you bought that. I don't know if they're in high demand, if they're hard to get a hold of now. You yeah. can buy the game with the controller. Do they have like a deluxe edition that comes with the controller?
0: I don't know. I, uh, I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't see one anywhere, but I also didn't like look for it, you know? So, cause it was, uh, it was just, yeah, I wasn't planning on buying one. Especially because it doesn't really work, you know, for the, for, um, I guess I didn't. I I was told that you couldn't even use like single player without the gamepad, but that that actually isn't the case. You can't you can't play single player with different with different controllers, and you could play with that one like through like the regular story mode. But um, but yeah, I don't know. What about I,
1: uh, what about online play? Are you able to use a classic controller for your online matches?
0: I think so. I don't see I don't see why you wouldn't. The only the only time that you have to use it is for two player because of the because of the different screens.
1: And it's only, like, local local multiplayer.
0: Yeah, it's only for local, local multiplayer.
1: I'll have to check right. that game out. It, I haven't really watched videos or anything of it, but it looks interesting. And if it's a different kind of fighting game, then maybe it'll have its own, like, sort of uh, fan base or whatever, like Smash Brothers does.
0: Yeah, I've been digging it a lot. Like, if you watch, uh, I mean, try to see if you can get some of that Invitational stuff that they did for it, because... um I don't know. Just watching, I don't know. Watching any game with like commentators is kind of hilarious to me, but like awesome at the same time that this exists. You know, in the world that we live in, <laughs> it's like we're living in the, we're living in like the dream world that you know us as kids like never really thought would have happened. You know, we're like they're you know televised to uh, video games with people being like, oh yeah, he 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 did the block there right at the right time, and then they're super move and they get excited about it. You know, it's just it's just well, funny. I know it's, there's a
1: there's some ESPN channels that show because you know ESPN has a million sub channels. I'm pretty sure you can get it through cable. You can see some of the esports, like it's become that mainstream that it's not just like you have to go to a website to watch it.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, I haven't um yeah, I don't I don't have ESPN or anything like that. But I'm sure yeah, they have like the esport thing, I'm sure. But I don't know how much I don't know, there's so much stuff on YouTube that you can just kinda find it on there. And there's like Twitch, I guess, or whatever. I haven't really watched any of that, but but I, I would mostly just, I would just, I just looked like, I knew that, I knew that that thing was happening live on Thursday, so I was like, oh, I'll check it out. It came on at like 3 or something like that. And I had watched, there was like a, there was like a tournament in Japan that I watched, like the week before that, just to, you know, watch some of the game. But it's, uh, it's totally worth checking out. I like it a lot. It kind of reminds me, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like Pokemon Stadium, except like a fighting game. Like the story mode kind of sort of has a progression like that, where you go through like the leagues. Then there's, then there's a boss and then there's like another league and you like go up in the rankings, you know, based on however many leagues you've beaten. And like it's kind of, you know, it's set up like all the different options are set up like it's a town. Like there's like the, you know, the place where you can set your personal options and like the local multiplayer and online are all like different towns that you go to. So it's kind of like set up like a Pokemon map. So it's got a pretty cool interface. I, uh, it'd be, it'd be cool to see, uh, I don't know, it'd be cool to see them make a game that was like that, that had like a, it was like a Pokemon game that had like, you know, where all the fighting was like, was like that. It was just a 2D fighter. That'd be an interesting game to do where you could walk from town to town and then just fight guys like that. Maybe that'll be Poking Tournament 2. They could do that. Poking Tournament Quest. Yeah, Poking Tournament Quest. But yeah, it's cool. And there's a, I, I know I mentioned before, that there's not that many characters on it, but uh I, I, it's not, I don't think it's really a bad thing. Like, cause it's, because the characters are like so deep, that, and there is a lot of depth to the game, they they kind of want you to just like you know study one character for a while, and like learn every move, you know, before you before you go on to the next one. It's kind of more modeled around that that approach instead of like, oh, try this character, try this character.
1: Do you switch out Pokemon mid battle, or do you just have one
0: for the whole battle? Uh, you have one, you have one main for the whole battle, and like when you do the when you do like the single player. There's no option to switch between them, so you have the one like you'll stick with the same one the whole time unless you go into the options and change it. Like before you fight a, a league, but you get these um, support Pokemon that you can change in between rounds, and they're just kind of like uh, super moves. You just hit a button and they come in and give you some sort of status effect or they attack the or they attack your opponent in some way. Okay. And there's a lot of those. There's a lot more of those than um than the actual than the Pokemon that you could play as. But those are pretty rad. They have they have some really cool, they have some cool stuff, and you know there's ways you can combo with that, and all the and all of them have super moves that are easy to do, but are like cinematic and all that. So it looks really cool. I don't know. Whenever whenever I whenever we come down to see you again, we'll we'll, we'll have to play it. I uh, I think I think it's I think it's fun. I think it's, I think it's a lot of fun. I've been enjoying it.
1: And they're planning on doing a lot of further DLC with that game. I would expect.
0: I haven't, uh I haven't seen anything about it yet. Like they said that they didn't have anything planned, but that doesn't mean that they won't. You know, I mean they've pretty much, I mean they've been supporting most of their games with with uh, with, with DLC. So I'd be surprised if they didn't do anything. It'd be nice to have a couple because uh, it because like the way the character select is set up, it looks like there's a lot of extra space in there to add more characters. So hopefully they do something. There's just hasn't been any announcement about it lately. I just hope it hope it sold well.
1: Was that a full price game or was it a
0: budget title game? It's full price, but it's, it's totally worth it. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I read I read some reviews and people were actually uh people were actually talking against it because they said it was too complex, which I thought was dumb. It's like it's like how is that a bad thing? Like how is it bad that it, too, it has too much depth? Like I don't think that's a knock on it. You know, that's like being like saying either. like oh saying like oh it's too long or it ha- or it takes too long to master. You know, that's. I think that's part of a good game, like because they want you to, they want you to be able to spend a lot of time with it, you know, and get your get your money's worth. So, I you know I thought that especially was more important.
1: Yeah, especially the IP they're using. You know, they could have taken the easy way out, just made it a game for kids that was really easy to play, or you know, if not even for a game for kids, but just an extremely accessible game. But the fact they've added depth to it makes it more, more serious. I think. The people yeah. that get good at it will really, really enjoy playing it because they had to put a lot of work into getting good at it.
0: Yeah, that's the way. I mean, that's the way that I would ex- that I would expect a fighting game to be. Give 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 you the the ability to you know to add add depth to it and to have you know it'll take a while to get good at. And it is I, I do feel like it's fairly accessible. Just whenever you play the tutorial on there, well, it can be a little like overwhelming just because it throws a lot of information at you. And it doesn't really wait for you to do the moves that it tells you to do. It'll kind of just, like, move on right after. It'll be like, oh, do this. And it'll give you, like, five seconds. And if you don't, it'll be like, that's fine. Next thing. You know, so it doesn't really, you know, it's not the best. So I understand, like, it being confusing like that. And there's also, like, a rock, paper, scissors mechanic, uh, similar to Fire Emblem in there. Where, like, one move beats another move, which beats another move. You know, like, between counters, throws, and regular attacks. So, I, I so I so you understand like how there's like a lot of strategy to the game, which I think is cool.
1: Extremely deep game.
0: And some of the uh some of the support pokemon can actually heal you also, which is another like thing to it. So there's a lot there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with it, you know. There's I've seen some really epic matches where guys were like had like one hit left and just came back and dominated. So it's cool. I totally I totally recommend it for anyone in, who is into uh you know 2D fighting games. It's definitely worth looking at or a Infinity Does, fan of Pokemon.
1: Do you get a do you roll around, you know, do you, I know it's always on a 2D plane, but is there a move where you like roll into the background or the foreground to avoid kind of like Soul Calibur? Do they like play on that a little bit where you are still moving in 3D space to a small extent?
0: Well, there is a there's two different shifts in it. Like that's where the um that's where the controller comes into play, I guess. Where you have the different viewpoints and you and you look, play through it on the gamepad. Like you start the game in a 3D in like a 3D mode, where like you're walking around like you would in like Mario 64, you know, where like right is right and left is right and, is is left and 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 forward and back and all that. And then whoever like lands the lands a move first, that shifts you into the 2D plane, and then it's a 2D game. And okay. then and then whoever like lands a big move after that, it goes back to the 3D phase. And vice versa, and like it keeps going from there. So I guess that would confuse some people, but you figure it out pretty quickly. But I think that's cool. It's nice to know doing...
1: Yeah, it's nice to know they're doing something different, and it's just not a Tekken game with a Pokemon skin over it.
0: Yeah, it's not at all. I mean, I saw I saw a couple people comment that it was, but I don't. I think there's similar moves, but no, it's in no way. I don't think it's in any way like a skin at all of Tekken. But I haven't, I haven't, I haven't played a whole lot of Tekken since. I mean I played a lot of Tekken 3 and I played a little bit of Tekken 6 but you know from what I know of Tekken I don't think it's I don't think it's like Tekken but uh yeah it's totally, it's totally worth playing though I think I think it's cool it's it's a lot of fun
1: And it's more Pokemon for the year of Pokemon
0: Yeah it's continuing on the uh 20 year anniversary and uh, I got I got two free Pokemon posters from GameStop when I bought it so you know score there Very nice Yeah <laughs> I got a I got a Pokemon tournament poster and uh and like a twenty-year, like a twenty-year anniversary Pokemon poster, so it's pretty rad.
1: Did that just? Was that just a bonus for getting it through GameStop?
0: I guess, yeah. They just handed it to me. They're like, "Hey, do you want a poster?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Okay, here, take these." I'm like, "Cool." They were gonna roll them up for me, and I'm like, "Oh no, don't roll them. Just Leave them like that. Like, I don't want to messed up." I'm <laughs> I'm
1: just we to uh, carry these things whole.
0: J- Jess and I were at a. We went to a GameStop the other day. Uh We were waiting for the sushi place to open. It wasn't open yet, and we went went to GameStop to hang out. And there was like this little kid in there who was like, uh he like started talking to me about a pokin tournament. He's like, he was like, blah blah blah, amiibos. Because uh, we we went in there and we found uh, I found the blue the blue yarn Yoshi that I've been looking for. I finally found the amiibo for that, and uh, I, found a, I found a found a Ryu ami- amiibo also, which is cool. I haven't seen any of those yet, so we got those. And there is this little kid in there that was playing Pokemon tournament, and he's like, "There is going to be more amiibos for Pokemon tournament." And I am like, "Really?" And He's like, "Have you played it?" And I am like, "Oh yeah, no, I bought it when it came out." And he's like, "Yeah, they're going to make more amiibo toys." And I am like, "Really?" <laughs> he's like, "Yeah." I am like, "Will there be a chandelier?" And he's like, "Yeah, there'll be a chandelier amiibo." <laughs> like he sounds like those kids in like grade school, you know, that would be like, you know, it would have all those secrets about games that weren't actually real, you know, and be like, "You can do a code yeah. for Mega Man where you turn into a turtle." It's like, no, no, you can't. It was just uh, funny. I you just made that up. It was just funny. Like it just reminded me of like kids in school, the ones that used to tell me like if you got enough hearts in Double Dragon, you could like climb the mountains in the background. <laughs> I remember that was one because <laughs> you would get like a new move every time you got the hearts, got another heart. Be like, yeah, if you get ten of them, dude, you can like climb the background. I'm like, yeah, sure. But yeah, he was he was funny, <laughs> and I was uh just for shits and giggles, I uh I got on I like got online and looked up uh, chandelier Amiibo's just to see if they were real after after that kid after that kid told us that and uh I didn't see anything. But uh but yeah. He was trying the to tell me a liar. he was trying to tell me that they were more uh, that they were like poking tournament amiibos. Which I'd like to see a chandelier amiibo, but um I heard I heard that they cancelled the the R Wing amiibo because it was too sharp and dangerous for kids. So I imagine that chandelier would be like along the same lines, right? <laughs> he'd be he'd also be sharp and dangerous. You could poke your eyes out with all those flames, you know. But I thought that was funny. The um on the on, on the news front, have you seen any of those like uh, pictures online? I've seen a a couple of things that people have been like blowing up about about these uh, hopefully fake NX controller pictures.
1: Well, if I remember correctly, it was a few months ago that. Uh, you know, the NX rumor mail has been going for, what, a solid year now, close to it now. Um,
0: yeah, ever since had, it was announced.
1: Uh, someone had posted a patent application from Nintendo, and it showed a drawing of that controller that's showing up now. So, yeah, either people just followed that patent application and the uh, concept drawings in it and used Photoshop or some sort of rudimentary building skills. <laughs> not rudimentary they'd actually have to be pretty good but, uh, to make you know fake versions of these controllers but i'm of the opinion that it's a quite it's quite possible that those things are real
0: maybe yeah i don't know i mean you can't you can never really tell with nintendo it's kind of hard to tell like to know like what they're doing because they're so unpredictable and they always come up with the weirdest shit like out of nowhere you know so I mean, who, yeah, I wouldn't, would have never predicted like a vitality sensor or, or like, or like the Wii balance board or like, you know, Lynx crossbow training or anything like that. You know, it's hard to think up stuff that they do in that way. So, so I don't know, but it's, but it's, it looks like, it looks like a Game Boy micro almost like from what I saw the pictures, it looks really tiny. And I hope, I hope that it's not an actual thing because I don't know. I don't know if I want to play with that thing.
1: Nintendo seemed to have have a lot of success with the uh, you know coming out of left field with new things, and then five or six years later, that's a standard for all of the game consoles. I mean, even motion control, yeah, to a certain extent, everybody tried to do that. No one else was successful with it, but every controller has some sort of motion sensor built into it now for all the new consoles, whether that be just a tilt sensor you know something based on a gyroscope that gives it a a sense of space that the console can communicate with the controller so i don't know maybe maybe that's just a sign of things to come you know it's a simplified version of the Wii U gamepad maybe a standalone portable console at the same time
0: maybe yeah i don't know on the on the thing of saying that uh, everybody kind of used what they did is that what you're saying has, is happening now with this big VR boom? It all goes back to uh, Virtual Boy and everybody taking that, like, you know, but like 20 years down the road?
1: I think so. I mean, sure, virtual reality's been a, a science fiction-even kind of thing since back in the 80s, and it's something that's been around for a while, but...
0: Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't actually think that they that they got the idea from Virtual Boy. I just think it's funny that... uh, It's weird. But no, I,
1: the that all those new things kind of look like Virtual Boys. They're just smaller and you know the technology has improved enough that it's not a virtual boy at all, but it definitely kind of looks. The Oculus Rift kind of looks like a virtual boy. The Sony VR headset kind of looks like a virtual boy.
0: Oh yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I'm just. I don't. I yeah. I, I a friend of mine that I invited to the Pokemon tournament. He's he bought like the Vive, whatever it's called, the V I V E. It's like a PC yeah. VR thing. Yeah. What is it?
1: I think it was made by HTC and Valve like they collaborated with it
0: the, to make it the Vive. <laughs> I don't know.
1: The HD, HTC Vive Vive, whatever you want to call it.
0: I'm sure they didn't like they didn't combine with like the Beeb, like the beaver and they just changed it to the Vive. I don't know. It's a weird name, Let's but uh what
1: the music video is on it and then we'll know. If it's just Justin Bieber video. <laughs>
0: Well, apparently on some of those VRs you can, uh, you can like watch movies and it like, it's like you're in a theater. Like you're like in a seat and it's like super big. I don't know. I'm still really interested to see if any of that stuff takes off in any way because like, it's like pretty, like if you, like if you don't have a PS4 and you want to get like a, you know, like the PlayStation and the VR thing, you're looking at like close to like a thousand dollars for, for a system. You know, that's, that's insane. Like do people pay that? I guess like some of the techie people would, but. I don't know. That's what it's going to be,
1: though. It's going to be really expensive at first, and you're going to have the early adopters that want to to say they have it and try to get on the hype train as soon as they can. But if it's successful with those folks and enough good games are released, then the price will drop because they'll be able to mass-produce it more. Also, they'll offer hardware package deals, I'm sure, where you can get a PS4 and the headset for a lower price or maybe even if Sony's gambling on it enough they'll take a uh, they'll take a loss on the hardware because they have enough confidence in the games but we'll see i mean to me I, i'm still a little skeptical of VR because i mean i think that the Oculus campaign goes back to what like 2013 or 2014 maybe even before that when you know they set the record for the best Kickstarter campaign uh, the most like money raised and uh Just the fact that it's been a work in progress for so long and that there's been multiple, multiple versions of the Oculus, like you're seeing all these new iterations of it, but it's still not a consumer product. So it's like it's all all the technological advancements happening behind the scenes and the developers get to use it. And they're referring to, well, this is better than the last developer's unit and that one was better than the developer's unit. Before that, as a consumer that's really not doing much for me. Yeah, And that's why I'm really skeptical of it, because if it was so great, why isn't it out yet? Why isn't it a consumer product? They obviously don't have all the the kinks worked out yet. So we'll see when the the Oculus proper, whatever you want to call it, is released later this year. That's going to be the benchmark for virtual reality, because that's the one that started it, at least in this generation.
0: So the Oculus, isn't isn't the Oculus owned by like Facebook or something like that? It is. Yeah. So that one... And that one doesn't have to do with any specific thing, right? Like the PlayStation VR thing is different from the Oculus, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't really follow VR because I don't care much about it. But uh, it's it's different, right?
1: I mean, it's... Yeah, it is. But it's the same concept. And, you know, the PlayStation is just using... The, ver- the PlayStation version is using the PlayStation 4 as your hardware base for the, the headset that's, that's powering it. And then the Oculus is going to require... You know, pretty high-end PC to run well. So you're talking about an even huger investment, more huge investment to uh, play around with that thing. Whatever, well, everything I've read on it still says you get that screen door effect, and your eyes learn to like kind of block it out. But you know, it's still not fully immersive, like you would you would hope it would be. It's still the technology breaks if you pay too much attention to it, I guess.
0: Oh, sure. So you can kind of figure out that you're not—that it's not real, is what you're saying, like while you're in yeah, it? Yeah,
1: but that doesn't mean I don't want to try this out. I want to try it out, but I don't know if I'm going... I, I don't think I will be an early adopter of this technology because it looks like, on a lot of fronts, it looks like they're wanting to push casual, casual games on it because they want the highest consumer base possible.
0: It's, I, I feel like it's hard to push casual games on that type of thing, though, because like it's I, I mean, if you want casual, you need like something affordable. Like that's kind of what I feel like that's what we did really well. You know, it's like it's like something that people understand because it's motion controls. But it also was like half the price, at least of like everything that was out at the time. So I feel like that was like a big part of their success with that system, you know, is that it was affordable. I mean, it's it's hard to make like a $500 thing, a 500 plus whatever thing, like casual, I think, because that most, most people would say that's too expensive, like for a headset, you know. So it would be a challenge for them.
1: Yeah. I'm skeptical, but I think that's okay because by not being skeptical, I could lose a lot of money.
0: Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think we're ones to, uh, you know, we just invest in stuff like Wii U, which only lasts for like three years, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> that was another. That was another rumor that I saw people saying, or some someone saying that a uh, production has stopped in Japan on new Wii U's, and that they've ended that. And and I guess Nintendo fully commented and said that that wasn't true, and that they were going to continue to to you know make them beyond whatever that means. But um, what are your thoughts on that?
1: My thoughts are that, and I haven't read anything. I, I guess I'm just going on pure speculation, but. It's possible they've stopped production only because they've got excess hardware that they still need to move, so why make more if you've got a bunch sitting in a warehouse somewhere? I don't think Nintendo's going to stop making something if it's profiting, You know, if they're making a profit off of it. So I guess that really, I mean, it's pretty cut and dry. If if there's enough of a demand for new Wii U consoles, they'll make more. If there's not, they'll stop making them. And that's more based on... The consumer response than some corporate strategy, I would think.
0: Sure. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's all, and, and like when people seeing, people seeing like a rumor like that, the first thing they, I mean, the first thing they jump to is like, oh, that means that Zelda won't come out this year. It won't come out for Wii U. You Whoa. know, which I don't think that's true, but I just, I, I, just, mean, I, just, I just wonder. Um,
1: they probably are expecting to sell a lot of extra hardware whenever the Zelda game comes out. So. Maybe they already have that stocked up and ready to go.
0: I mean, because they are gonna—I feel like they are gonna sell some hardware for that game whenever it does. Whenever it does come out, I'm sure they'll move—they'll move systems. You know, depending on however they want to do it. You know, I'm sure people. I know they
1: moved a lot of consoles for Mario Kart Eight. That was a big console mover for them.
0: Oh well, yeah, yeah cuz I have a lot of people that had like sworn off Nintendo after Wii like who bought another one for Mario Kart 8. But that's that's like great. That's a great game. That's one of my top Wii U games. So, I understand that.
1: That's why I bought that's why I bought a Wii U was when I knew that I wanted that game. And I mean, I still ended up waiting an extra five or six months after the game came out to pick up a Wii U, but you know, that strong desire to own a Wii U didn't really exist until you know, that game came out, and I already wanted one for 3D World and some of the other games, but, you know, adding Mario Kart 8, then I knew I could play 3D World, and there are all these other great games that had come out that I hadn't had a chance to play. So it was very compelling to know that I had a back catalog right away that was going to keep me entertained. And then I, I picked up the sweet uh, $200 refurbished console through Nintendo directly, and it served me very well. I've had it for uh, almost two years, and I still play it every day. So it was a sound investment.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I'm like pretty much in the same boat. I uh, I, I bought I bought my Wii U to play uh to play um the Super Mario 3D World and Pikmin 3, but it was mostly Super Mario 3D World. That's what I bought it with. Like I bought that the you know. I bought it with Super Mario 3D World and it came with Super Mario U and Super Luigi Brothers. But that was like the that was like the nail in the coffin was like, you know, when Super Mario 3D World came out it's like, okay, I have to get the system now. And then Pikmin 3 was on the back which I ended up getting for free with Mario Kart 8, but yeah. I think that's uh, it's always interesting like the game that makes you like officially put the money down on the system, you know. Like the like the 3DS like Mario Kart 7 was the reason that I went and got one of those was because I couldn't, you know can't have a mario kart game game come out that i haven't played yet you know
1: that's why i yeah that in a uh, mario 3d land because i played your copies on your 3ds when i was visiting you and just mario kart 7 was just for me that was like holy crap this is the pinnacle of portable mario kart and it is i mean it's it's an awesome game
0: yeah totally that was yeah that was the first game i went out to get when i got out i ended up buying a 3ds from a friend of mine for a hundred dollars which is pretty awesome but um I went I went straight to GameStop and bought and bought Mario Kart 7 <laughs> like right after I bought right after I bought the 3DS it was my first game for that but yeah that was the that was the selling point the main, major selling point for me plus yeah all that other stuff was there the Mario New Super Mario Bros 2 and uh, Mario 3D Land had already come out like plus like many other games
1: Yeah and I I also uh if I if I remember correctly I ended up getting the Wii U shortly after they started releasing Game Boy Advance games on the virtual console because I was really excited to play all the Castlevania games. So, Even though they were games that I could have probably found on eBay or whatever and pursued it in that way. It was just icing on the cake, you know, for this new console I'd been waiting around to buy. And all I had at the time, as far as quote-unquote current-gen consoles went, was the uh, 360. By the time I got a 360, it had been out for like... Six years five or six years so i had a huge back catalog on that but i got bored of it after about a year sure and uh was was ready to catch up on all the nintendo stuff i'd missed
0: yeah i had that uh i sort of had um i had a little had a little fling with the with the ps3 for a minute where i got where i got that like later played that for a while and then like when the 3ds and the wii u came around i wanted to get back into it but, um, when you were talking about the, uh, Game Boy Advance Virtual Console stuff, I was gonna ask you, like, have you, have you been following any of the, um, Japanese stuff, like, with, uh, My Nintendo, with My Nintendo account and Tomo? Because, uh, I guess as a, as a, as a prize on, on My Nintendo in, in Japan, you can get, like, a DS game for 3DS digitally, which is something that hadn't been announced before yet. Like, you can get, um, you can get WarioWare touched, like, as a, as a prize for your My Nintendo account in Japan, which is pretty cool. So I wonder if that's going to be a thing, if they're going to start doing DS games digitally on 3DS, or even like Game Boy Advance games digitally on 3DS, which I thought they should have done from the beginning.
1: Well, didn't the, uh, aren't people saying the Ambassador Game Boy Advance games don't run very well on the hardware? Uh, maybe they will on the new Nintendo 3DS hardware, but I thought it was something else along the same lines as the Super Nintendo games, where something about the emulation they just couldn't
0: get it right. Yeah, sure. That's what I was thinking like, yeah, like like a 3DS new 3DS thing, I guess. You know. But um I just thought that was cool that you could you should be able to download DS games digitally for 3DS. But um but yeah, if it it has to be on New 3DS then that's fine, but yeah, I always wondered how those I I yeah, like when I bought my 3DS, like I bought it like after the price drop but I should have bought it before. Like I ended up getting a PSP instead of a instead of a 3DS when it was still higher up because I was like, "Oh, there's more games that I have to play on that." Which, yeah, was just like pretty much just Final Fantasy Dissidia. But, uh, but, um, but I wish I would have bought the game. I wish I wish I would have got the 3DS early because I was under the impression that I could actually buy those Game Boy Advance games on the eShop for 3DS and not that that would, that they were only going to be available to ambassadors. If I would have known that, I would have bought a 3DS earlier. But that kind of boned me that I didn't get it. I was, I was really mad. Because I wanted to play wanted to play Yoshi's Island on the 3DS. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I should do, you know... Because I remember when they announced that there were some places that were still selling them, or I guess there was still possible, like, a couple of days you could buy one and still get the Ambassador stuff. But I opted not to do it. But I wish I would have done it. Because I would have lo- liked to at least see it, you know, get my vision on it. I'm sure it can't be that bad, right? It'd still be great to have Yoshi's Island on the go, right?
1: I agree. I don't know. I'd be... Give me more reasons to get the new Nintendo 3DS, I guess. I mean, I still haven't bought it. I'm going to eventually, but I really do want a stronger case to own it because I've gone back to my 3DS recently with the Pokemon and everything, and it's suiting me just fine.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the new 3DS is cool. Well, the Pokemon, yeah, it doesn't really make a difference between the two of them. But, um, what, I mean, on the subject of new 3DS, I heard the, uh, was it Hyrule Warriors releases this weekend, I guess, this Friday? And that one pretty much, from what I've heard, should have been a launch t- or should have been like a three D 3D- a new three D S only, because it's like hardly playable on the original one, from what I heard, like really bad frame rates and it's just kind of not really playable unless you play it on the new one.
1: Oh I, I thought it was an exclusive, it's not.
0: No, it's not. You can play it on regular three D S, but apparently it doesn't work very well on, on regular three D S. Like I know, like the 3D isn't available on regular 3DS. You can only do it with the new 3DS. But I guess it has really bad frame rate issues also on the regular 3DS. So that's kind so of so just bummer. makes
1: you makes you kind of feel like you got ripped off.
0: It runs yeah, a lot, yeah, sure, yeah, it runs a lot slower. So if you get it for the regular 3DS, you're kind of boned. I mean, well, until you get a new one because you can transfer your games. But yeah, it, it If it, it was gonna if it was gonna run that bad on the regular 3DS, I should have just released it for the new one. In my opinion, you know. Because then, then you wouldn't have all that like bad publicity about you know one version being bad and the other person version being better, you know.
1: Yeah, maybe they're just maybe they're not liking the fan reaction to other exclusive exclusives, and that's why there's not very many of them.
0: Well, I thought it'd be that they'd want to have more then, you know, because people are saying like there's not enough for the new 3ds, and now with the Super Nintendo stuff, I thought maybe they'd want to have more stuff for it. I don't know. I uh, I really. I know we haven't had a date we haven't had a day for it yet but I really want to play Mitomo like from what I've read about it from its Japanese release it sounds pretty awesome and you can you can earn uh, platinum coins towards my Nintendo account like just from playing that game like you get like you'll get like uh, points for like you know if you add like if you had like 10 if you had like 10 friends in like a day or like if you play it for whatever amount of time and and blah blah, blah and all that have you seen any have you read up any of the information of the Mitomo Mi- stuff on uh, on the smartphone? I have it. It looks, it looks cool. I mean, it's like, uh, I guess it's a lot like, uh, Tomodachi life, but, but minus, like, the, you know, where they do stuff on their own while you're not there. But I guess you can, like, you can, like, make your own voice and, like, you make your character and it'll, like, scan all your social media and, like, tell you, like, who of your friend, Facebook friends, like, have Meetomo and you could friend them and you can, like, answer questions about stuff and, I don't know. And your guy, your guy will, like, read it and, People can comment on it, and there's like, uh, some sort of a pachinko game that you play, where you can earn like, new clothes and stuff like that, but, I don't know, I heard it's cool, I heard the soundtrack's really cool, you know, for, for a Nintendo game, and then it's a super addictive for a game that's not a game, you know?
1: So it's kind of an Animal Crossing sort of game, a little bit?
0: Yeah, it's like, I guess sort of like a simulation game. Like, you can like, get different stuff for your guy, but you can interact with like, real people, I guess. I don't know. It's like kind of one of those things that I guess you just have to play it to understand it. But it it sounds fun. I, mean, I guess people are playing it a lot. Like the, you know anyone who has a anyone who has like a, you know, a Japanese uh, iPhone account or or whatever, you know, can download it. But uh, I'd like la- I I hope they make an announcement here soon for it. I'd like to play it.
1: So there is no a release date. For uh, our territory
0: yet, not that I know of. Even though um, the, uh, the 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 Japanese one has like full vocal English in it, so I mean, it sounds like it's mostly localized. Like it's you know, it has like an English mode. Like you can type like the guy talks in English, like it's all translated. So it shouldn't. I can't imagine it taking too long to come here, or or it may already be done. Like for our version, they're just waiting to or has to win to drop it. But it, from what I hear, it is like the highest download right now. Like on the like on the as far as. Smartphone games. It's in, like, the top five, if not the first, if not the top one. So it's doing well.
1: What if there was an Nintendo smartphone? I don't know. If they would ever I, make something like that.
0: I think I, I think I saw some sort of, like, dug-up blueprints for one at one point, where maybe they had one and they ditched it. Or, like, a patent or something like that from like, ten years ago. I don't remember when. I was a, Because Sony,
1: we, Sony already kind of did it with the, uh, that PlayStation pocket phone they had.
0: Yeah, I remember that. I had completely forgotten about that. Yeah, that, that one kind of really came and went. Really quickly, yeah. Well, they
1: replaced know. the dual uh, thumbsticks with dual touchpad,
0: and I don't think oh, that would ever. Yeah, overlap. sure. Yeah, I, c- I would see a Nintendo phone as being like a being a phone that like plays games really good, but like you can't make calls on it very well. <laughs> like the speakers on it are like low quality, but everything else is you know super super catchy and fun. It'd
1: have like a really terrible camera, and it would like hardly yeah, that's have what any apps.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like like it's like the camera quality from like 3ds. So it doesn't look that good, and like the speakers, like recycled speakers from old Wii we remotes. Like that's that's what, you, what it uses to hear people to hear people. So they, it's hard to understand them. I saw I saw somewhere online that there was like a rumor saying that there was a new PlayStation coming out, like a PlayStation Four. I don't know if you saw that the um, the PlayStation Four Point Five. And I was wondering if that was maybe some sort of a sort of some sort of a response to uh, NX maybe if NX really is super powerful them trying to come out with another system that's as powerful. I don't know if that's tr- if that's true or not, but I thought it was kind of weird. I don't know. Did you see that that uh, rumor? I did not. Yeah, they're saying it was saying that they were going to come out with another PlayStation Four. It was like a little more powerful, had like a little bit more processing power. I thought maybe it was either to work with the VR better or maybe as a response to NX. Probably not a response to NX, but still, it got me thinking about that, that maybe it was. You know, it's like, well, what if, you know, what if this system is, like, more powerful? And that's how they're trying to answer it, I guess, is to re-release. It's just weird for them to, like, to, well, it's not weird for them to pull a Nintendo, because they do it a lot, but it's basically, like, kind of like them doing a, you know, this is the new PS4, you know, the PS4 and the new PS4, like the new 3DS and all that, but PlayStation has been known to, take things from nintendo over the years so it wouldn't really, wouldn't really surprise me no you know
1: i'd say um, all the playstation systems have had you know revisions in their hardware uh, the the original playstation you know it had i think there was only two but there's the psp or the playstation or was it wasn't just called the ps1 after the ps2 came out and it was a lot smaller and that's when they marketed the uh portable screen that attached to it that you could buy oh sure it yeah affordable. And then with the PS2, they had a few different models, and it just kept getting smaller. Same with the PS3. There were several different models where they would release it, and it would just get smaller, and it would have, like, bigger hard drives. So incremental hardware upgrades are just kind of something that wouldn't surprise me. I guess if they put more power in it, though, you know, incrementally, as they're making the console smaller, that would be a kind of taken away from Nintendo a little bit, because that's what they've been doing. Um, Yeah, that's what... uh, the final model of the Wii was inferior to the uh, original Wii because it, could, it didn't have a GameCube emulation, if I remember correctly, and it didn't have a uh, GameCube ports on it.
0: Yeah, port. yeah, I remember some of those, and there were like some like the the Wii Minis, I guess. Some of them didn't even have didn't even have internet, like the ones like the two toned ones, I don't know, the ones that have like the. I remember there were black ones with a red outline around it. Like oh, they those, didn't
1: even th- have Wi-Fi or whatever.
0: Yeah, it didn't even have Wi-Fi. Like you couldn't even get online and buy games. Like that wasn't even an option, which I thought was a really weird choice. It's like, okay, you're 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 basically cutting out like hundreds and hundreds of games that are you know that I think are a selling point to the system. But yeah, that that rumor was that it was going to be, you know, a higher higher power and all that, which is different. Yeah, they normally do. Like Nintendo did that too. Like the NES and the Super Nintendo came out with smaller. You know, with late later ones that were smaller, like the like there was like the top loader NES, which I guess is worth which is worth a you know pretty a pretty penny right now. From what I've heard, and there was like the smaller Super Nintendo, also with the weird you know with the different shaped or no, the NES had the had the Super Nintendo shaped controllers. They were NES controllers, but yeah, they've they've been yeah. doing that for years. They're just the, re- re- releasing one that has higher power is always strange to me because then are they going to come out with games that are only for PS 4.5, like Nintendo did with three new 3DS, probably. I don't know. I'm just wondering if it has anything to do with any sort of stuff they know about the NX. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows?
1: I, I doubt it. I mean, it could be used as a, uh, a defense point, maybe within their internal meetings, like when they're discussing it, like, well, you know, well, maybe this is also a good idea because of this with the Nintendo, but I really don't think it would be. I don't think the NX rumors are enough to, to to make PlayStation release a new version of the PS4 by you know by itself. But uh, I, I also don't disbelieve that Sony going to do that, and uh, I think it would just run quicker. I don't think they would. They, I don't think they would alienate their uh, early adopters right away, but maybe maybe they would after a few years have some games that only played on the later hardware.
0: Yeah, it's it's just something that I was thinking about.
1: I mean, if you remember in, This is coming to mind, and it's something I haven't heard much about, but uh, if you remember when uh, before the Xbox One was released and they were discussing all the features that it had, uh, one of their big things they were touting was that it would use the cloud to improve the processing power of the Xbox One over time because it would offload uh, certain things from the system to the clouds that had more processing power available to handle local things in games and stuff. And uh, I haven't heard much about that. I don't think they've actually implemented that at all, but that was an interesting thing that kind of goes hand-in-hand with what you were saying about the ever-so-slightly powerful PS4 or more powerful.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just interesting. I mean, just, you know, like the, the more and more they wait to not tell us anything, it keeps just making me think of what, you know, whatever's behind that. But I, uh...
1: internet rumors are a lot more of a, a big thing than they were in the past. I mean, it just keeps getting more and more to where I don't know. There's no more surprises anymore. It seems, and uh, we're seeing so much of the development process of all these other things. And then on another hand, we know like there's going to be a new iPhone next in two months because there always is at that time of year. So yeah, some of the magic's yeah. gone. Like even the anticipation for E3 gets taken away a little bit because you find out like. You pretty much kind of expect what they're going to say when they get there and you're not surprised very much.
0: Yeah, there's like, uh, well, there'll be like, there'll be like fake leak stuff with that too, where sometimes it's right. I, I, I hate that though. I wish, I wish that it always sucks like when something gets out and there's like no surprise to it. That's why I was like, I was hoping those pictures wouldn't be real because then, you know, I'd rather see if that's like their weird looking controller, I want to see like how they're going to present it. You know, and let let them disappoint me, not like uh, not like some weird fake photo. You know, I don't know. Internet's Internet's annoying like that, and like a lot of uh, a lot of like game review sites have kind of become annoying like that too. Where they where they report uh, report on everything now, like not they report on rumors that most of the time aren't true. They'll still report on it as it's like it's fact, which I find irritating. Which they do a lot with movies and games, whatever.
1: There needs to be a constant stream of information, even if it's false or.
0: Yeah, that's this pretty much how it is now. It's it seems annoying, you know, where it's like, uh, oh yeah, we got. Well, I guess that's kind of what we're doing. What yeah. we're doing too, but it was uh, it was yeah, what having right. conversation on it. But it was you know it was a slow news week. I guess <laughs> I couldn't. I, I didn't think we could fill the whole thing with poker tournament, but we did fill most of it. But um, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll do it. We'll do another themed one. I'm sure, unless there's some other uh news that comes up. But did you did you ever get your Twilight Princess in? Did you order that?
1: Yeah. We yeah, I've been playing it. Uh I have just gotten to the first temple, um, so I've I've gone through the first Tears of Light quest. I just finished that.
0: Did it feel like shorter? So I think you've yeah. taken like four or five out, right? I don't know how much you remember of the Tears of Light in the first in the original version.
1: The only thing I and that I that I just finally remembered that was a little annoying, but you have to remember in Twilight Princess when you're a wolf, you have to look for like certain like ledges that look out of place. Because those are the ledges you have to stand on for Midna to do the jumpy thing.
0: It's, it's weird that you have to find those random spots to stand on, and then you hit the button, and, and Midna helps you jump wherever. But I think once you get through that first part and get to the first like dungeon, it kind of gets a little bit smoother, I guess. I mean, would you say that? Like, you're kind of getting to a point where it's a little more playable, right? Well, Area. I just
1: walked into the first dungeon and saved, so I mean, I haven't really had a chance to test it out. But I am excited, like... Link has his full garb, you know, and
0: uh, oh yeah, and you get the sword.
1: It, it feels like a Zelda game now instead of uh, Link's just kind of like a big booty dude that runs around before. <laughs>
0: yeah, you don't like his like uh, towel wraparound sumo thing that he's wearing at the beginning.
1: I mean, it's okay, but I just remember the very first time I played it, just thinking, man, that dude's got a big old butt. Like <laughs> you, you see it all the time. It's like shaking in your face in the camera. <laughs> and so I know. it's nice. Once he gets the warrior tunic or whatever you want to call it, like you don't notice that anymore because there's lots of other cool stuff, like a belt and a scabbard and stuff.
0: Sure, yeah, I, I didn't notice the big old butt on there. I guess. Oh but... yeah, he's
1: got a big... Or yeah. or Donian butt.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, was the was the goat herding as fun as you remembered it being at the beginning? There? It, was e- <laughs>
1: it was easier. I think they might have made it easier, but I don't know for sure. Maybe the controls are better, or maybe I just. The first time I went through it, I didn't really understand it as well, but a lot of things are coming back to me. Like, so like I told you about the, uh, needing the stand on that certain spot. So the first tiers of light quest. Yeah. Uh, you have to spoiler alert, whatever. You have to go inside of the, uh, house of the guy that sells oil or whatever.
0: Oh, you blow his house up. Uh,
1: yeah. And, uh, you have to get into there. But, uh, I ran all the way to the end, got all, all the two. And I'm like, well, I knew I had to go in that house, but. I'd run around it for probably about five minutes trying to figure out how to get inside of it. Thinking maybe I have to dig into it like back in the village. But, uh, it wasn't until I was like, wait a minute, now I remember. (laughs) You just have to stand on a certain ledge. And then so I did that and it was fine. Like, you know, it was easy after that. Oh, sure. It was a little frustrating just because you're running all the way around the house. You're getting up really close to it. It's not like she gives you a hint or anything. She just rides your back and yawns.
0: Some of her some of her hints are not really helpful. Also, like I remember, I was kind of, I was like, I mean, when you get, do you remember like the Zora when the Zora level was frozen? When you get there, it's like later. It's like the third Tears of Light thing. Vaguely. Anyway, when you get there, she, when when she got there, I got stuck. Like I couldn't figure out where to go. And there's only like a couple places you can go. And she just keeps saying like, it's frozen do something about it. (laughs) It's like, there's no, like, and I actually had to look online and I would have never figured it out. Like it's, I mean, it's, it's like, it's one of those things where you have to like transfer one thing to another thing. There's like some, some like thing that fell from the sky that was in the Goron level that you got to put in the ice. It'll melt it. I had like completely forgotten about that thing or like, didn't even really notice it. You know, I would have never thought to transport it into the ice. So like some of her, I do
1: remember what you're talking about now.
0: Yeah. Some of her hints are not really hints. It's just like, uh, you know, Go just do stuff to do fix this whatever it is. But she doesn't really t- help you at all. So yeah, I don't know. But it's I, I had a lot, I mean, I I haven't beat it yet. I'm like I'm like right before the uh, sky the the sky temple. So I think I'm kind of close to the end. Oh wow, yeah, you're pretty far in. But um, yeah, it's I mean, it's been real addictive. Like I've once like I I felt like once I got to like the Goron level, it kind of just became pretty smooth after that. And, and then once you get past the, you know, the tears of light also, it's like kinda, you know, there's no more of that after that. You know, where you get the three and then something happens and then it changes. And like, you know, it's kind of a pattern that's in a lot of Zelda games, but, but yeah, it's, I don't know, I was having a blast with it. I mean, what do you think on like the graphics? Like, does it look better at all or just, I mean, how do you feel? Like, does it, does it feel different to you from the old one? I mean, I know it's been a while, but what are your impressions?
1: Well, for one, it's definitely, like you said, it's not as striking. As the Wind Waker remake, you know, so it didn't blow my socks off like that one did, unfortunately. That one's just something special on its own. Uh, this one, of course, was a response from Nintendo to their fans, like, here's your realistic game. So uh, they kind of went out of their way to make it as realistic as they could back in 2006. Yeah. And with the updated graphics, some of it just ends up looking kind of weird.
0: Yeah, I feel like they transported their trees like straight out of Ocarina of Time 64 and just put more of them in, in in the fields. Like that was like one of the worst looking things I I think are the trees there. If you look at the at the branches and all that, they look really weird. They're all like sprites. They look like they came right out of 64. It's like, well, in the 64 one we could only put one tree here, but now we can have 10 of them. <laughs> That's why, you know, I don't know. Take a look yeah. at it next to me, play it. Stuff like that like some of the like you know nature type stuff kind of looks weird you know doesn't look doesn't look quite right
1: and i know i've heard some people complain well i've read more Some people complain about uh how you know some <clears throat> some of the character designs are really really weird we talked about that in the last episode or two episodes ago rather yeah but, the uh, the people uh, but it is important to remember that uh, they've always looked weird in Zelda. You go all the way back to like Zelda Two, and I don't know. They've always looked weird, so that's just a Zelda thing, I think.
0: Yeah, no, they always look weird, but now they're like more clearly weird. You know, <laughs> they're more detailedly weird or whatever with the with the higher right. graphics and all that. But it's fun. I'm glad you got it, and I'm glad you're having a fun time with it. It's uh, it's good stuff.
1: And I do love the uh, the quick start as small of a thing as that is. That's a lot of fun. Just touch the amiibo to the. The Wii Pad, and then you just start where you saved last.
0: Yeah, it's like the best. It's like the best thing of the of, of best we best use of Amiibo I've seen. <laughs> Touch it and take you right to where you were. I love it. It's totally great.
1: And I actually have my uh, midnight Amiibo sitting on the table by my Wii U remote where it charges. You know, oh it's yeah, the Amiibo I... set up to where it's actually getting used physically.
0: Totally. It's not
1: just shelf.
0: Yeah, I have a I have the Midnight Midna one out in the out in the living room. And I have all of the Amiibos who were playable characters in in Pokemon tournament under the TV. So I have like a uh, Lucario, Pikachu, Mewtwo, and Charizard out here, just as I use them for decoration for the party. That's fun. But uh, yeah,
1: what's coming out uh, tomorrow? Um, it's been confirmed. There's do you, a.
0: Do you know? Have you looked? I know uh, you were right on Mar 10, and it ended up being nothing cool, which is weird because they did release some of those. Mega Man Network stuff before, but I guess there's like a million of us. So they can just keep doing it. I know there's, there's a, a new of... uh,
1: 64 game tomorrow. I just can't. Uh, I wish I could remember. When oh, there is seriously.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Or, I love you know, I love virtual. 64 games. Since uh, mine since mine doesn't work anymore, is it uh hybrid heaven? <laughs> it is hybrid heaven. Wouldn't that be hilarious if it was like some? Uh, it's like Quest 64, like for a virtual console tomorrow, like some some random 64 game.
1: I mean, Honestly. anything that hasn't been released already on the the Wii's Virtual Console is welcome, I think. Almost like it could... Oh, okay, yeah. It's a Yoshi Story.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Which I believe it <laughs> was one of
1: the early, the early releases for the uh, Wii Virtual Console.
0: Yeah, it was on the Wii. How did you... Yeah, I didn't... That game was a disappointment. That's the only game where I accidentally beat a boss. Like, I remember when I got to Bowser, and I'm like, all right, cool, I get to fight him, and then he died. I'm like, I don't know how I killed him. But he died. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was game. Yoshi's Story. Yeah,
1: we sat down, beat that game the first time we played it. You know, just beat it all the way through. We re- we rented the game, I remember. I've never <laughs> gone back to it. That would have been like 1998 or whatever it was released.
0: Yeah, it's the same as me. Like, I rented it, accidentally beat the boss, was really disappointed by it, and just didn't come back to it.
1: It did look really nice, I think. But I bet those muddy like 64 graphics aren't going
0: to translate well. Well, they they actually do they actually do change their games when they release them for for virtual console. They do clean them up to the point to a point. And I know that like uh, what was it like Legend of Zelda like an NES? They like retranslated it when it was when it was released for Wii uh, download. So they do or no maybe it was when it was on the GameCube disc. But like whatever, whenever they re released it, they did like tweak it. Like they always tweak them. Like I remember on the Wii, like some of them actually had like 16 by 9 display. Like I remember like Mario 64 had like a better, like Mario 64 and Wave Race both had like better, you know, they looked better when they were on the Virtual Console for Wii. So they tweak it a little bit. They make it a little bit less muddy and like more clear, you know, for you, for a download.
1: So it'll look nice, at least.
0: Well, it looked nice before, but now it'll look nice again.
1: I don't really want to drop 10 bucks on Yoshi's Story, I don't think.
0: Oh yeah, no it's totally not worth it, I don't think. 10 bucks is still too much. I think it's too easy. It's pretty, but it's just not that fun and but uh the soundtrack's cool actually. Uh, it's a uh, I do dig the soundtrack. It's um it's similar to like Mo- Super Mario World where it's like the same song played different ways over and over again, which I thought was kind of cool. So there's like a rap version and like a ska version and like a metal version of like all the same Yoshi theme through the whole thing. I remember owning uh, I had a disc I had a disc of that that I found it that I bought at GameStop that was in the shape of Yoshi's head. It was like a cut cut disc that had the soundtrack on there, which was pretty do you rad. Still have that? I if I do I don't know where it is. <laughs> but it was pretty rad when I got it. Yeah. I remember there was a couple of those that were like that that had the shape that had the cut discs.
1: Novel concept.
0: But yeah, totally. But um yeah, I guess uh we'll, you know play some yoshi story on that maybe there'll be some other things that come out tomorrow i don't know i haven't really i haven't really looked but um friday it's like is hyrule warriors if you have a new 3ds i played i played it a little bit at the at the GameStop. it looks cool if you have a new 3ds i just really want the new characters i want to find a way to get them on the wii one like the the uh cartoon like the you know the toon link and like the boat and uh toon zelda and all that because I don't want to have to buy a whole nother game to play those characters. I'd rather just be able to get them. And I think there's a way to do it if you can get the co- get a code. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Is there, is there anything else you'd like to say before we uh, before we head out?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I think we covered most of what there was to talk about this week.
0: Yeah, our our, our rumor cast. But uh, you know, there, I thought there's some interesting stuff out there we should talk about. But uh, anyway, this has been uh, episode 16. I'm your host uh, Trey Johnson, and.
1: And it's me, Jeremy
0: Rukowski. And uh, we'll see you next week. Take care. See ya. <laughs> pop tiktok zoom zoom pop tiktok zoom